Hey man, this is Mark Warchar, and if you know what's right, if you know what's good, if you know what's best for you, listen to WithoutYourHead.com. start talking louder and I'm not like uh, really awkward not a, quite as awkward I guess that means I'm recording that's what that's so that explains it. all right all right, all right. if all the right. camera's on I'm not just this weird dude hanging out in the corner so, well, it hasn't yeah. been too long since what a week ago we were on a week and two weeks yeah, ago yeah <laughs> yeah well so what's happened what's happened in, in that time so we did a pod literally about two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, a week and a half ten days uh, which is promoting the Boston Underground Film Festival, right. which is where we are right we this are. second. Yes. And when folks see or hear this, I the guess kid, the cool it'll kids be call it Buff. Right. They are. so Boston, Buff as in standing for Boston Underground Film Festival, right. which yes, Buff, for, Buff, Buff for sure. Yeah. I'm a little bit hazy right now. It was a a long well, five night days of karaoke. In. Yeah, it was yes. five days in, and then last night was the annual uh, karaoke party, which yeah. is. Pretty I get crazy. delirious watching all these movies and then going to yeah. parties at night and, and singing and listening to karaoke and oh yeah. yeah it's a long wow. five days yeah because yeah. it's just um, you know the parties are late and you know there's, there might be a bear or two head around and uh, it's been it's it's a so was this the first time that that the new short was seen by anyone besides well like seen by an audience. Yeah, so this was the premiere. I premiered um, the film I Owe You One Banana and Two Black Eyes, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal title. Thank it you is an for awesome saying name. that in the last mm-hmm. pod. Um, the, the backstory on how that song title was created, which is... Uh, which was, is our, the, was the song... The, the song, uh, was it around before the... Uh, the so, yeah. So my film, I Owe You One Banana and Two Black Eyes, uh, opened the comedy block uh, yesterday, Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and played with a bunch of great comedies. Um, and it was mine was actually a music video, which yeah. was I didn't. So when it could I, have it actually could have gone in like three different. Could have been homegrown. I it guess could the have been the music video. Well, it wouldn't be it would would be homegrown, but it wouldn't be horror. I don't there think it would be the harp. But yes, but, it was homegrown, uh, based out of New England. Right. It could have been like the video. They Sound and Vision is mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite highlights of every year. No, this year was no exception where they do um, old school video video. You know, yeah. music videos. I say old school because MTV. As everyone points out, doesn't play music videos anymore. It's very sad. Yeah, but so my new one was my first attempt at a music video. I thought it was a possibility it was going to play in the yeah. music block, but it was um, instead put in the comedy, which was a fun. Um, I was was psyched about that because typically I attempt, I, t- I stress attempt to make comedy, so mm-hmm. um, I felt like it was it was it fit right in there as well, which was fun. Yeah, I felt like it got a great reaction. It I, did. I was yeah. I think it was a great way to open it because it's very fun and it's you know it gets you. A, Excited for everything that's happened. It is. It's silly and it's light. Yeah. It. Um, 
Yes, so it's funny because it was my premiere of the of the, the new thing yeah. where I had. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So how the how the creation of the title came is, it was again it was a, a music video. So uh-huh. my friend JB Sepienza, who I mentioned on the last podcast, he helped me write my last film from last year, Tiny Clones, mm-hmm. and he's given me notes and helped give me ideas on previous films. And he's a filmmaker in his own right. He had a him and Phil Hill. He made a, uh, a documentary along with Adam Van Horst and John Karen called My Name Is Jonah, mm-hmm. which is ridiculously hilarious great film I met them through Boston Underground and this guy JB had a hip hop album with his friend Joe Donovan uh-huh. from a band called Futuristic Rich Wrist Watch and um, I made a, a specifically one of the songs off of the album mm-hmm. and the backstory of the title of I Owe You One Banana came from uh, I Owe You One Banana and Two Black Guys the title was came from when um, apparently either it was either Joe or his buddy were um Roommates uh-huh. with this guy who's a little weird, I think. Yeah. And um, he, he left it on a post-it note. He was it's upset. It's unusual you know somebody's a little weird. That I would know someone that's yeah, a little yeah, weird. Yeah, Why yeah. would it be unusual that I know someone that's uh, a little weird? What are you trying to say? You're a very, very normal man. Are you trying so to say like, birds of a feather? <laughs> or opposites attract. Opposites attract, yes. Which one is it? They're both They're both sayings and they're both completely di- different. We've talked about idioms, right? It's, yeah. yeah, these sayings come out of nowhere. But, they, they, you know, some, it's a yin and yin yang. Things can be opposite and true at the same time. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So we should get back to the, the origin. Should we? Yeah, yeah. Should, so, yeah, so the origin, yeah. So apparently it was just one goofy roommate to another. Uh-huh. So he was upset, I think, about him stealing his lasagna or something <laughs> on those lines. He says, uh-huh. I owe you, like, one banana and two black eyes. I think uh-huh. he stole, took a banana and... and um, I don't know. This, you know, the legends, it's already getting out of control here. But uh-huh. I had nothing to do with the title. Uh-huh. But I took that song and um, I tried to make the most of it in my music video about the, uh, the upcoming animal apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it's a tale about two bunny rabbits who, uh, in attempt to, to avoid a great white shark and a Bengal tiger, um, there's, it's a big chase, basically, more or less. Where yeah. those predators are trying to kill the bunnies... And uh, I hope we're all rooting for the bunny rabbits. Right, and there's social commentary there with, is the, there? with, the, yeah. with the animal apocalypse. Oh, the animal apocalypse. Yes, so I leave my, my, um, my videos up to the viewer in the sense that if you want to find meaning, um, mm-hmm. good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But I'm not so, going to disagree with you. Oh, hey. so, uh, so leading into the premiere... Like what? Yes. Like uh, what goes through your mind? You're like, you, I assume you're gonna be nervous. Like people gonna dig it or excited because people are gonna see it. Like, how do you feel? This is a great question, and this uh, is um, my fifth film at Boston Underground, and it's my favorite film festival of the year. As I mentioned in the last podcast, this is my Christmas. The five yeah. days of this week is my favorite, favorite week of the year. Um, so, of the five films, the, the first one was was. Um, in front of a feature but since then I've had and I had already had played that one in front uh-huh. of other audience so it wasn't a premiere but the last four films have been premieres oh nice and to be completely frank um, instead of Jim uh, man it's a bad bad <laughs> joke right there and it's that kind actually of took me a it. second but it's kind of that's an airplane reference maybe, maybe? it might be to have be you frank ever seen a grown man naked can I be frank can I be frank Is that, whatever it could be, yeah. it's bad it's really bad I'm yeah. sorry you ever been in it's the, the cockpit I'm a big fan of airplane. Yeah, yeah. How could you not be? Um, so where was, I going? Where was I going with this? Can I be frank? Where was I going with this? Why did I, what, 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 what? Um, buff your fifth movie. Oh, so it was a premiere. So um, yeah. 
the last three mil mm-hmm. three movies I was I think less confident about right. in terms of how the audience was going to react and I was really nervous Tiny Clones in particular last show I was really nervous yeah. but this one I oh boy <laughs> Michael J. Epstein is walking by yeah. uh, the legend and, uh, but anyways yeah I was actually less nervous this year I think because um, maybe because it was um, I wasn't on camera much acting right. so I felt less um you I were briefly. I was. I made. Yeah, a I don't know if you were acting, but you were briefly. I was acting. acting like a dead man. Right. Yeah, which is how I. Um, yeah, it's basically how I sleep with except the eyes are open. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so going in, how did you feel? Then? So you're, no, no. So I felt confident. confident this, I felt confident this, more right. so than the last year, especially, and um, I felt like again, I, I was surprised. That it got as good a reaction as it did. Like I was, I was more confident the previous years. Cause if, mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying like my my. If you listen to last year's, which I'm sure, yeah, you know, very few folks are going back and listening to Jim McDonough's podcast last year. But if you did, it's usually you could, it's pretty. It seems like it's downloaded. I don't know if it's just you. I think it lied to me. The fact maybe it's because of Jill's front, but. Uh, but yeah, it was one or year more downloaded. But I think again, yeah. it's because of my lead-in, nothing right. to do with me. But if you listen to the last one I was on about Tiny Clones, I I didn't know how it went really. I thought it went okay, uh-huh. and I was a little insecure about it um, after the fact. And this year, I feel different. I yeah. felt like it was better received, and I, Tiny Clones was well received in general. I think on the fe- you know the festival uh, little mini run it had. But I feel like this one was um, was a bigger success, which was nice. Yeah. Are you wearing the? Oh, you got man court today. Yes. Well, that, that's pretty sweet too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I'm like I'm that guy that wears t-shirts of his own movies. It's pretty. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about here. As the guy who's wearing the, his own merch without yeah. your head, which you got some cool merch, I will say. Yeah. Your t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, eighth grade home ec sewing class came in handy. Did like, you? Oh, nice, nice. I, yeah. Uh, yep. Like, I don't remember job. anything of, like, uh, AP physics or, or trigonometry or anything. Idiot. Anything that had to do with AP was not me and not, Well, all that was totally useless in life. But the sewing class was coming handy. To that point, the most useful class I took in my life. Uh-huh. And I was a guy that didn't um, take high school service, but I kind of got in again in college became a uh-huh. good student. But the one class I took in high school that was typing that they don't even teach anymore but the fact that I could I can type real fast really? and it was literally for typewriters then but it's the same mm-hmm. you know it's the same keyboard and, and these days it's especially helpful but I mean, do you think typing is going to be something that we're going to eventually go like the dodo bird they'll probably like, start like teaching texting the texting class yeah. how to do it with your thumbs but on like the small 30, device like 30 years from now is the, the, the skill of typing going to be relevant you would, I believe that's a good yeah I was going to say probably but, but I don't know I think it would probably be like text to like speech or speech we'll to text we'll be bluetoothing our thoughts and if, yeah. if bluetooth is reliable then as it is now we're in freaking trouble because mm-hmm. bluetooth works a solid 68% of the time mm-hmm. it's just enough where you don't where you keep trying right like you're yeah. just thinking it's going to probably work this time and uh-huh. so you get this one is, this is the time I'm lucky yeah so yeah. if it just didn't work it'd be a lot easier yeah 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 are you it kind of teases like bluetooth? yeah it teases 2019 you. and bluetooth is not Right. We're not totally there yet. Yeah, just tease it. That, that could be maybe the, the premise of your next movie. Bluetooth. Just the, the, the concerns and challenges of Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made, um, I made ideas out of worse, worse little less of less. You know? right, As right. I said, you know, I have a, um, sometimes I'll make a movie out of a, of a, out of a mask. As uh-huh. in case of Manicone, I bought that mask and I thought, I can make a movie out of this freaking stupid mask. Um, so you just constantly like if you're at a, well, where do you get your stuff first? Like you said, you bought a mask. Do you actually, like you go to thrift shops. Or? So that was Manicom was one of my most expensive films because uh-huh. usually I buy my 
uh, props for like a dollar. And that manicure mask was a solid 15 bucks at Newbury really? Comics. And for me, that's a big budget. Yeah. That's yeah. that's so a big budget job. for a guy like myself. So that was actually... And usually Did I, you start a GoFundMe for that? No, I've never ran one of those yet. Buy me this mask? No. So yeah, so I've, I'm all self-financed. So yeah, the yeah. $50 that goes into my movies, that's actually mm-hmm. been produced by myself. Right. Um, but so kind of funny... It's, Backstory to my, my new one, there's a tiger that I... There's actually a tiger, two bunny puppets, and a shark. Mm-hmm. The shark was actually in another video of mine, that, a video that was um, I used for a, uh, a Shark Week contest. I, right. say sh- I say Shark Week, I really try to pronounce the R's because if I say it how I normally say it, no one can understand me. Yeah, yeah, I know. The Shark Week? When I was a kid, that was the, our big joke because I grew up in Massachusetts too. and Sandwich. it was like Yeah, but it was like... Um, we used to say, hey, you got your hat on? Yeah. Like, now, see, you would think that's your hat on, but with a, with a Massachusetts, that could be uh, your, your heart it's on. Right, so, right, yeah. So it was the height of comedy when you were, like, 12. You guys were really ripping up the comedy scene yeah. in Sandwich, Massachusetts. As yeah. the legend grew from where I lived right. in Whitman, we heard about you kids. Yeah. Were you guys the ones that created the Sandwich Police? <laughs> I've been tagged in that at least, like, uh, like, 100 times. But it's, it was very funny. The first 12, after I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. True, yeah. true, true. Um, do we have? You know, what it is like we. Did, I'm always going on these um, these paths, and I can never figure out the origin of where we started. Uh, we're just talking. Well, well, first, let's talk about like where do you buy these things? Oh yeah. So, so, so what I wanted to share, which is yeah. kind of funny. So, in my new one um, about the animal apocalypse, there's a tiger and a shark chasing on these bunnies. It's kind of a funny story how I found the tiger. So uh-huh. there's this big plush tiger that I I sneak. I, there's a hole in the stomach, so I can basically wrap the hole around the head so it looks like turns it into a puppet a little bit and then there's a point where the tiger speaks Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember it actually screams and so how I did that is there's a um, there's an app called MSQRD I believe and it basically turns your face into a tiger really so what I did is I just filmed myself I recorded myself the tiger screaming Uh and then if you have After Effects you can superimpose one thing on another, but the key is when you superimpose, it's just basically a rectangle tool. So I would sometimes like to just do a video and just break down every single thing I did in the video and just uh-huh. show you how I did it. Not, yeah, just so like, I think not necessarily so someone would make the same thing, but I think it can potentially change your thought process. And when you look at things from a filmmaker's eye, a lot of things that could be trash could be yeah. things that you could use. Right. So I knew I had this tiger plush, and I, this wasn't a puppet like my bunny and my tiger. I'm sorry, my shark. So I knew I had to figure out a way of making this thing talk. So I take this this app. I think there's other apps that have turn your face into a tiger. I think even Facebook has a function on it. But so I turn myself into a tiger, and I record myself videoing. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, screaming right. with the tiger. So now I have a video, and it looks like I have a tiger face. So I take my program I use as After Effects, and I basically, with the rectangle tool, I take that Tiger video and put it on my Tiger Plush. Mm-hmm. But then the key is, though, the big key is, is they look pretty close because it's a Tiger on Tiger, but it's not the same thing. But the real key is, is you need to... I believe it's called Mask. The Mask. And you need to what they just what they call the feather tool. So it looks, mm-hmm. so it blends it together. As the right. Key. So people don't know the feather tool. It's not solid. You don't want it to look like a hard demarcation exactly. between the old, the other. Right. And the other. So you blend it together. Mm-hmm. On on my banners, I use a lot of feather tool to blend you do a great different job images. With your banners. Right. Yeah. 
So I find this tiger. Kind of funny story how I find this tiger. So I've been trying to find a way to put this stupid tiger plush toy into a movie now for a solid five years. Uh-huh. Because again, no, typically, sometimes I come up with the idea and then make the movie. Well, oftentimes I find the prop, mm-hmm. try to make a real movie around the prop. Inspires the, the the movie. Sometimes it does. So this tiger, I've been trying to make a movie out of this stupid tiger for like five years. And mm-hmm. the backstory on this goddamn huge plush tiger toy, it's about that big, it looks pretty realistic. Yeah. Is um, so I got a nine and seven year old, and when I had a, a three and one year old, me and my wife decided to be the really cool neighbors and get a minivan uh-huh. because um, nothing says like a cool middle, you know, sure. couple is getting a minivan. So we we knew we need to get a minivan because we have these two smaller cars, and at the time we have little kids, really little kids. Yeah, and so we see this ad with in the paper where they're telling you it's like a basically. A scale gun minivan, and it was a really low price. And if you've ever been through this, uh-huh. oftentimes they put this really low price in the paper, right? And it's a turn. Get you in there. Yeah, they call yeah, it the yeah. bait and switch to get right. you into the place, so then they can upsell you. So I knew they were going to try to pull the ship, but it's like you're saying you have this van uh-huh. at this price, and then I called them. And I was like, listen, I know the games you're going to play. We're going to get in there, and you're going to say, you, you know, you have it, but then you're going to show me the souped-up one, and then the souped-up one, you're going to tell me all the reasons why I want that. I don't want that. I'm telling you right now, I don't want the Superman. I just want the bare bones one that's in the newspaper. Can you tell me you have that? Uh-huh. They say in the phone, of course, come on down. So me and my wife, we drive the hour from Boston, actually to Brighton, so mm-hmm. it's on the other side of Boston. And we get in there, and we're asking about the one in the newspaper. Of course, they give us this crap about, well, you got to see this one, blah, blah, blah. And they've given, they're playing the same game with us. And then... You know, I get kind of angry. I was like, we're out of here. And then we try it. And it's down, like, all in Boylston, Nelson. It's like six uh-huh. car dealerships. And I don't even have to say the name, but it's the same dude that owns all of them. So then we go into another one, but they're all competing against each other. Even right. though they're all owned by the same guy. It's Toyota and Honda, and they're across the street from each other, but they hate each other, even though the same guy owns all of them. Uh-huh. So I go into the other one, and he's, it's all the same crap. So we're really angry. We didn't. We took. We had someone babysit our kids, and it's not. It wasn't easy at that time to find a babysitter. So we're really angry. We've been spent the whole goddamn day just getting screwed around with these goddamn car salesmen. We get out. We're walking. We're both angry. And I see a dumpster, and I see that tiger, the tire sitting right on the dumpster. And so all of a sudden, the really bad day. And granted, I'm a 40, 39-year-old male this time. I'm not a child, which typically is the type of human that would be excited by such a thing. But I saw the tiger. I can do a lot with the tiger. So I see that tiger, and all of a sudden, that day... And my wife's day didn't change much, I'm going to be honest. Uh The the finding of this tiger, she was just as miserable Uh as she was before finding that tiger. Right. But... I found that so I was like, and the best part is I was, you know, walking around the yeah, city. People literally, I swear to God, it looked so realistic. People were jumping because uh-huh. it looked realistic enough where they thought yeah, I had this like man's walking medium the tiger. Yeah, yeah. And so it went, and then I was coming home and I was taking pictures of the tiger with the kids. I was taking pictures everywhere. And so it was such a bad day for, um, it started, and to this day, it was such a bad day for my wife. Uh-huh. But it became an amazing day for me. And since that day, I knew I needed to find a way to make a movie around that tiger and it took years and I actually have another idea where it was going to be um, if you ever remember the Incredible Hulk TV of course, show of course, the beginning where he's like yeah, yeah. he's going and turning to talk I have an idea I really, coincidentally I had an idea for an animal apocalypse another animal apocalypse idea 
where this tiger gets this experiment, and it's basically I was going to rip off the beginning of the Incredible Hulk, but it's right. tiger, and he gets become sentient, and basically a sentient. I can't pronounce the words I can read, uh, but he becomes basically of human intelligence, right. and then he starts. He all of a sudden knows kung fu, and um, the big villain is this baby that's on top of a robot body, but he has like a, an evolved head. But he's right. got a baby face. It's just an excuse to use my baby mask. <laughs> well, there you go. So basically, it's the the animals versus humans. I didn't make not make that tiger movie, and then I had another idea for a tiger who was in an interview, mm-hmm. and it wasn't going too well. And so I was trying over idea over idea over idea. I never figured out something to do with the tiger, but I finally used my tiger toy mm-hmm. for this movie. So nothing else, I accomplished that. Yeah, so that's going to be very personal to you in the movie. Then this is tiger. It's a huge backstory that no one knows about except right. for Neil, you, and uh, the three people that watch and listen to this. Yeah, but I think it's really touched them. Now. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it touched me just telling the story. Yeah, and so someone, you know, oftentimes the uh, the question comes up: well, How do you how do you clean a tiger? a tiger like that that's right. been in the dumpster? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You know what the answer is? You don't. You do the best you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you've you been, you're, yeah, I don't, I assume you're clean of diseases, so I think it's good. I do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. So where does, uh, where, where does I owe you one banana and two black eyes go from Buff? So I submitted it to quite a few places. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly didn't, I was scared, I, even though I felt more confident in the last few years with this one, because it's a music video. I've never made a music. I didn't know where to like what to where to submit it. Like where would it typically play in the comedy block if it got into other places like here, or would it play in music? I don't. So there's a positioning perspective. I don't know. But then again, I guess there's a tiny story. Is it a, a short as well? I don't know. So I've submitted it to a couple of like big genre festivals that are uh-huh. um, that I always feel like a long shots. Yeah. And some some like local ones. Like uh, one of my favorite local film festivals is uh, run by a guy named Skip Shea. Yeah. which is called the Shauna Shea Memorial Festival, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, Skip's an amazing guy, and it's in honor of his daughter. Uh, and it's just a very kind of similar vibe to Boston Underground in the sense that it's a small festival, but there's just great genre film, great people. Um, it raises money for a great cause. Yeah. Um, so obviously I submit to that one. The 401 Film Festival is another local film festival that I'm proud to have any association with, which uh, raises money for big brothers big sisters um that one's basically out of round um and you know I, i've i've submitted to a lot of other ones outside of new england i've never actually gone anywhere outside of new, uh, new england uh, at all or for the festivals um and actually i have not left um this building period yeah. i'm like you hear bubble boy yeah 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 i can stay within buildings yeah, the garage boys yeah, so then they um, they put me on one of those those little houses that drives in a truck yeah. from here. But uh, they everyone's been really accommodating, though, especially yeah. folks at Buff. Uh, they have the right tubes, particular mm-hmm. to my parameters necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, someday I'll get to some some of the stuff outside of Massachusetts. I'd yeah, like yeah. To. I think I, I have faith in you. I think I can. Yeah. And um, for the record, I do um, I, I do leave the building. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Just in case anyone out there was, was yeah, that was sending money to help, you know, help you out. Yes, yeah. my go- that would be my GoFundMe. Right? Right, right. Yeah. So I know we talked on the podcast about like someday doing a, uh, a feature. Someday, yeah. Yeah, Mike Lepsey was actually been, he's been giving me a hard time this week about trying to get. Me I really every year I come here actually I get inspired 
to say why not? Uh -huh. Why not? Yeah, I was kind of inspired to do something myself. Watching. You should. Yeah. So you, got, you I know you're working ideas. on a documentary. You and Michael. Yeah, Sophia, yeah. Sophia I, I, I was. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, the one you talked about? Yeah, it was. Well, uh, something else, but uh, yeah, that was. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do and. Uh, I honestly think it'd be very funny if it gets out there. It should. You and should it make will, because uh, Michael will get it out there. He can. He's, he needs the talent. Did you see his, by the way, did you see the documentary is he and him made? No, sorry, the documentary. <laughs> documentary. I always call comedy my surreal, yeah. yeah. Um, the obliteration of chicken. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Did yeah. you read that for that? I know you yeah, seen it yeah. I was historically laughing. Uh, I mean, it's funny, at one point, I don't know if it was given something, if I give it away, one of the quotes is by a, is in the in the in the piece there's a quote uh -huh. by a famous German director right. that I wanted to say out loud. Oh, that's so and so because uh -huh. I knew when he made that quote. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give anything more away. Yeah, but it has Probably something to do with the famous right. director and chicken. Mm -hmm. Did you do you have any highlights of uh, of the movies that you saw this weekend? So speaking of which, the. Um, that actually, the film I saw today, along with Izzy's, which was Izzy's, was one of my favorite shorts. One of my favorite, uh, the uh, how do you pronounce it? The astronaut. Uh, uh, assassinat. That's one of my. If not I my loved favorite it too. That was great. Yeah. That was. I love that film. Um, it kind I of love, a Turbo Kid kind of vibe. Yeah. It was like retro, but then it was like gross out stuff. I don't know. It really worked for me. Yeah, I wasn't kind of disappointed with uh, Michael you know? Sophia's clickbait, which was yeah, joy to see. That was a hilarious. Um, I, it's like it wasn't the. Satire comedy expression, which made it a lot of fun. It was, it was a nice surprise there. Um, I say this every year, but the Sound Vision, if you guys get the chance to go, it's, it's, did you go to that block? Yeah, yeah. I love that block. And it's funny, I don't know, and I, it kills me that I'm forgetting the names of some of them. But the one where he, on the train where he used the photos, and I gotta get the name of that, and you gotta follow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you watch the Sound Vision? I watched them all, yeah. Where he was turning everything into pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one absolutely blew me away. Um, Hometown Horror had a lot of friends of mine yeah. that had made some great stuff. Andrew yeah, Phil Healy, I think his name was in every credit. Isn't that? Yeah, Phil yeah. is. <laughs> Phil's a good buddy of mine, and he's one of those guys that he's helping out on everything. Yeah. Luckily, whether it's producing or acting, or he'll do whatever he can. Uh -huh. uh, but Phil's a guy that actually works with the festival. He's a he's a hell of a filmmaker in his own right. He's a um, kind of a crappy human being. Right, yeah. He's kind of a crap uh -huh. human being, but outside of that... I don't know him that well, but I lucky, get that vibe. Lucky you. <laughs> no, lucky you. No, I love Phil. Um, and we were actually... Um, we were talking about you uh, uh, last night, but he's... Really? Uh, he, he Hopefully it was good. He's a good guy. Most, well, I get, most now, I get, now I have to know what was being I'm trying to convince him otherwise, but for some reason he's got the wrong impression of you. Oh, he doesn't think I'm a good guy? No, he's heard good things. Oh, I see, to, I see. I'm yeah. just trying to convince him otherwise. All right, all right. Do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. Get the word out there. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm, I'm so so this guy. is um, your second time at Buff. Second time. Buff. Yeah, did, did you first have time all five days. Did you have as much fun as last year? Yeah, yeah, I had a really good time. It was cool. Year? Yeah, I was doing all five days. These last two days, time. I'm still kind of recovering from my yeah. surgery. Yeah. So these last two days were a little rough, but... Uh, That's the hardest part. Yeah. It's just literally, it's... You know, the, the luckily for me, just because I have to work on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it keeps me honest, because luckily at least they don't start until like this five yeah. or so on Thursday, because I am just like a zombie at this point, but I, there's not even a little part of it that says maybe I should go home. So it's not like I'm a zombie, and usually a lot of things in life when you're super tired, you debate. Uh-huh. You debate, well, should I even just go through this? There's no debate. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like you're literally 
a, like a, a brains possessed zombie where it's like, I'm not gonna go home, but I, you know, but, uh -huh. you, but you have to carry on. Yeah. I keep going into these movies and these parties. And, yeah, it's you know, it's a great time. Everything's laid back. You know, you people know, are wonderful. Yeah, everyone's very uh, friendly to me and everybody, not just me. You know. Yeah, they're wonderful and, uh, people, though. They're and everyone hangs out. Like, the family now, though. It's probably all it takes is just spending a little time, and, like, if everyone knows you're nice and you're cool, which you obviously, you know, you're, you're part of the family. And it doesn't, as long as people are kind. Yeah, I'm not used to people, like, happy to see me or ask if I'm going to be at a, you weird, know, party. I'm like, well, I always assume, like, all oh, that means that they're not going to show up then. But they're like, oh, no, that's cool. I'll be there. I'm it like, does. It's right. kind of a scary sign, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, what is this? Was it Groucho Marx? Says, I don't want to be part of any club that would have me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, like, stole that and made it my own on Facebook. I said I always think there's something wrong with people who want to, who enjoy spending time with me. And a couple people took me serious, but it was obviously I was Yeah, like, I think I made fun of you there a little yeah. bit. On, actually, <laughs> yeah, I you, felt bad. You're, like, crying. One of the tweets I made, you, you said something in... Um, I felt bad actually because I thought you, you you thought I was serious. You said something along the lines of, you know, the first night, kind of awkward. Oh, and then well, I, a lot of my stuff is, is like sort of true, but so you like, said first of all, you say you first kind of awkward. But by the second, I'm just sort yeah, of. Yeah, but I just said that explains it. And, and <laughs> Which you, it does, though. I, I think. was I was later. You didn't reply. So I was like, shit. Did he feel bad? So then I replied like I was like, hey, I was just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have Twitter don't on the phone, so I, don't, yeah. I won't see. I didn't assume you're not the type that seemed to be offended. No, no, no. That's all that. good. Yeah, yeah, but any of that stuff's like. There might be a little bit of truth in everything, but Just not like, too much. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, you play for, yeah, it's the, there's, there's a comedic element, and it's based in some part of truth. You're not actually sad enough sad. Right, right. I yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good time. And I hope to do something with you at some point. Let's do it, man. So you have um, access to um, the ability to get to my green screen. Yeah, yeah. So I have a green screen in the basement. Uh -huh. And that's sadly where I do 95% of what I make. Right, yeah. Yeah. I try to bring, you know, I try to get out of the house, but it tends to... Because my idea is always... I always say i got to get out of the house and i got to make something traditionally. But then I want to make the next one in space. Uh -huh. It's hard to get... So it's, it's hard just, to get into space. Yeah, without a green screen, right. Yeah. And then I like to build... Then my, you do need the GoFundMe. Then you but, do need yeah. it. But I, I'd rather build, like, miniatures for, like, the props. Right. And then use green screen for where I want to go. In my mind, which yeah. takes me where I want to go on the computer, and it's kind of a combination of old school, and new school. I like it. Thanks, bud. Right. Yeah, it's cool to talk to you as always. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. And, um, Thank you for doing it. I'm sure um, you'll be you'll be sick of me soon enough. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, bud. Thank you. Hey, this is Kevin Pollock, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. But I guess you knew that, didn't you? Unless, of course, you lost your head. <laughs>